You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. Uh, we're talking about contracts. So one uh one thing that everybody in business is going to do is enter into a contract. You are uh, going to have to enter into relationships, partnerships. You're going to buy goods. You're going to you're going to provide services. And one of the things that you have to really understand is when are you actually entering into a contract? So what are the elements of a contract? Um, how can you accept a contract? And when is a contract void or voidable? So the first thing we, we'll talk about is what has to be in a contract in order for it to be a valid contract. There are certain elements that you have to have. Um, the first one are, is the specifics of, of the actual good service or item that is being offered. So this is the offer. This is the offer piece. So um, whether you're saying I'm going to, so we have uh, Annie Bell fragrances on, on the show today. So whether you're saying I'm going to offer you a candle or I'm, I'm going to offer you a bath bomb, which bath bombs are amazing. Uh, you, you're, you're stating what is going to be given. Uh, and on the opposite side, you have to have uh, the consideration that is going to be paid in response or in acceptance of or in receipt of that good service or item so um <laughs> sorry my my uh, one of my old law professors is on my facebook live and she said from dice on the stoop to accepting contracts jamal, jamal you are a very versatile man i try i <laughs> I, I try that is definitely <laughs> versatile we did go from dice on the stoop to oh yes to contracts. Uh, i love professor mac um, so yeah, so consideration on the other side. So if you're, if you're saying, well, I'm going to give you a candle or I'm going to sell you this candle, there has to be uh, something that is given in receipt of, um, of receiving that candle. So that can be, uh, that can be money or that can be some other, um, action. So, you know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of us barter. So if someone's saying, well, I'll, I'll build your website, if you provide me legal services, um, that is, a, that, those are valid initial specifics, top line specifics as far as the offer, um, as far as the offer and the consideration goes. Next thing you have to have is capacity, adequate capacity to enter into a contract. Now, this takes two different forms. So, one, you have to be of legal age to to um, to enter into a contract. So, that's the age of eighteen, age of uh, age of becoming an adult. Um, you also have to be in a proper state of mind. So this means you have to have the mental capacity in order to understand what you are signing. So that is, uh, if you have any sort of mental illness, um, you could be deemed as lacking capacity to enter into a contract. Likewise, if you have, if you are intoxicated um, or you have any other substances within your system that are affecting your, your decision-making, uh, you can be deemed to have been lacking capacity. And so this may come in the form of uh, you're out one night and you, uh, you know, you're, you're at a business meeting having a bunch of drinks and towards the end of the night, uh, you all decide to close on, di on a deal, but you wake up the next morning and you realize that that deal was not a good one for you um, and you want to get out of the deal. You may have to assert that you were too intoxicated to, um, and you lack the capacity to actually enter to enter into that contract. Now that is something that the courts will probably have to decide on, um, but capacity is very, very important. 
Um, capacity in the other sense is if you are signing on behalf of a business. So if you are entering a contract on behalf of a business, you have to have the legal capacity within your organization in order to sign a contract. So if you work for um, a, an international firm and you're in the mailroom and you try to bind that firm to a merger with another company, of course you can't do that, right? So you have to be, you have to have the legal authority um, within your position in the company in order to uh, sign that contract for it to be, uh, for it to be valid. Now, the caveat to that is that if you're on the other side and you and you perceive this person or this person holds themselves out as an agent having the authority to enter into the contract, if you if you're the company um, whose person uh, who lacked authority actually signed that contract, you may not be able to back out. So control your folks. Make Wait, sure. what? All right, so let's so, back this up. So you mean to tell me if I own business X, mm -hmm. I'm having a conversation with business Y, right. who told me that they are in a leadership, in a position where they can make decisions for the reason why we're meeting. Mm -hmm. We have some drinks. A lot of deals are made over dinner and drinks. Right. A right? lot of them. A lot. Most, maybe. I mean. A lot. A that's, that's the nature of business. Yes. Right? And during that period of time, we come to an agreement. Mm -hmm. I actually bring paperwork because me as business X is always prepared. <laughs> right. Bring out a contract that my attorney can all put together for me prior to the meeting. Business Y is like, great. This sounds good. They sign off on it. Right. Then. Business Y goes back to work and the real decision maker said, you don't have any right to do this. Okay. Right. And business X, me, mm -hmm. uh, thinking that everything is all copacetic, I still have to abide by the things in the contract if business wise person wasn't really the true person to sign off on it. So if, um, in that instance, you, you have a couple of elements that um, that both sides can fight, right? So if they want to get out of the contract, so if Y wants to get out of the contract, they would try to claim that the person who signed the contract did lack the authority to enter into that contract. Um, if you wanted to stay in the contract, you would counter that by stating, well, they held themselves out um, to... Uh, they, they held themselves out as having adequate authority to enter into the contract. So you would um, you would argue that they are a an agent you perceive that they had the authority and so that's how you would you would um, fight their argument stating that uh, the contract is invalid because the person lacked authority now if you wanted to get out of the contract you could claim you were too drunk you could say i was intoxicated and i lacked the capacity to enter into the contract so yeah we can go ahead and uh and void this or invalidate this contract Wow. Yeah, so they're, really they're, they're, quick, they're, really quick. Yeah, let's take a quick ahead. pause. Let's say thank you to Cheryl Clements, Mel, Michelle Flagg, and Melvin D. Griffin for liking us and checking us out online live right now. Shout out to you. But if I actually say on record, Jamal, that I was too drunk to do something, what does that do for me as a business owner? As credit, Is there any punishment to that? No. Is there any other legal ramifications for just saying have you been to some of these folks christmas parties yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> no there, there, there's no there's no legal ramifications no it's um capacity is essential to entering into a binding agreement so um so if you are uh if you if any either party lacks capacity that uh that contract can be voided uh and then uh, i'll be quick because I, I know we got to give um give, give adequate time to miss any bill fragrances and miss fallon uh so Outside of that, it has to be legal. Can't 
you can't enter into a legal, uh, you can't enter into an, a contract for illegal services. So if I go out and I hire a hitman and all the other elements are there, but you know, it's a hitman, you can't contract to kill people and have it enforceable. So, uh, so you can't do that. Uh, and then it has to be in proper form. So that means, um, if, is it, is it a written contract or is it an oral contract? And so, uh, first of all, you have to know what contracts have to be in writing. So, uh, land contracts, contracts for goods over worth, uh, worth over $500, um, uh, contracts that can't be performed in, in under one year, uh, contracts for marriage uh, or anything relating to marriage, and then a promise to pay somebody else's debt. So those are generally the contracts that have to be in writing. Everything else, um, it can be either written or it can be an oral contract. And so now what kind of- How do you enforce an oral contract? Right, so- uh, How do you really do that? Because I'll just say that, but Jamal, you told me that you were gonna give me $10,000 <laughs> just for signing my name on a piece of paper. Right, so- my autograph is worth something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's worth something, Mikai. It definitely is. Uh, so, um, so enforcing an, an oral contract, uh, the, the courts—it's it, very tough, right? Because it's your word against the other person. So, the courts will look to other elements of the relationship. So, they will look to um, past conversations, um, anything that may have been written down, um, any steps that the um, person that that tried, that accepted. That uh, that oral that offer that you made, uh, any steps that they took um, afterwards. So if you tried to enter into a, if you entered into an oral contract and it required the other um, person to uh, to uh, we'll call it mobilize, right? So, so to do something in preparation for um, performing services or or uh, giving getting you those goods, the steps that they took could be deemed as evidence that you all actually did enter into an oral contract, but. Um, it is it is something tough to prove, and that's why I say never enter into oral contracts. Uh, and then, uh, so and then, at least write it down on a paper napkin while you're there. So if you write it down on a paper napkin, so let's talk about um, what constitutes acceptance, right? So um, there there is a there is a, a famous napkin case where it's, uh, it's Lucy v. Something I can't. Zemer. Zemer. I, Your I, professor I, now takes back all of her. No, 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 no. No, look, look. This was in law school. This was a this was a little while ago. Um, but there, there is a case where um, there was uh, a farm owner where they uh, they had initial conversations with somebody else about purchasing a farm. Uh, didn't go, didn't go through with the first contract. Um, uh, reconnected at a restaurant, and um, the the owner of the farm um, sat down and, and like wrote on a piece of paper like I will give I will sell our farm to you at X price, um, title free and clear, and signed it. That's it. Like one and a half sentences, sign name, uh, and then the next day tried to state that they were um, they were just joking around, right? They didn't really mean to, uh, they didn't really mean to sell the farm, or they, they were doing it in jest and weren't really going to sell the farm. Court said, uh-uh, um, it had the essential elements of a contract, and then she, uh, the, the person tried to say that they lacked capacity, I believe, because they were at, at a restaurant drinking. Court said, no, you, had, you were of sound mind, so they had to sell the farm for for that amount. So napkin wow. contracts um, do work. Also um, uh, performance. So if someone said, if uh, if you start to perform under a contract without actually signing it, you could be deemed to have accepted all the terms of the contract. Um, in some cases, silence is. So let's say um, that Annie Bell Fragrances sends you um, 30, 32 cases of, um, of candles, right? 
uh, and they're the they're the wrong type of candles. Right? They're candles that you didn't want, but you exercised dominion over them. So you started you you took them, you started dispersing them. Uh, you can't then that's silence as acceptance, um, and more so action as acceptance. So you can't then go back and say, Nah, I didn't. I, I didn't really believe. want this. Right. Wow. Right. Once again, this has been Legally Binding brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.